Oh. Yeah. That's good. That's you? That's that's all that's, me. Wow. That's my insights. That is so good. I see mm -hmm. the esophagus. Is that mm -hmm. how you pronounce it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I see the esophagus. I boy, I need a drink. Please watch this podcast. Should I look at you or camera? Does it matter? Should I look at camera or you? Hey, I'm fine looking wherever you want, you know? Do we do the whole podcast where we look directly in the camera? Would that be too... <laughs> Would that be too much? I have a feeling we're going to be switching. I think it's going to be sometimes looking at you, sometimes looking right to camera like we're doing the nightly news. Right. I'm here on the scene right now, and boy, do we have a blizzard right now. It is 15 below zero, and uh, a woman has just frozen to death on the bicycle right behind me, as you can see. Uh, more on this over on the playground. Uh Phil Rickelson is over there. Phil, what do we have uh, going on over there? We got a kid frozen on the monkey bars. He was mid-swing. His hands are, we cannot show it. It's a little too graphic. He's smiling, or, well, it might be a grimace, but it, because he's frozen, it kind of looks like a smile. Hey, Phil, why don't you tell that cameraman to go ahead and show us, because I'm ready for some pain this morning. All right, go ahead and uh, whip on over to that kid right there. Wow, we definitely Ooh. should not have shown that. Yeah, yikes. Mm. I think we are going to be in trouble. Uh, the parents will likely sue if they are... Oh, no, parents are frozen too. I see them now. Great, okay. Speaking of frozen, frozen dolls have swept the nation this Christmas. And sorry, uh, we're getting more live on the scene from Phil uh, back out there. Uh, a young squirrel is coming out of the ice right now, thawing. What is going on out there? Oh my God! It's uh, it looks like it's it was trying to get nuts that it buried in the fall, but uh, had them in a frozen kind of a pocket. It's it's dug what I thought was like kind of a, a tunnel, like a weasel mite, but it actually seems like the squirrel is uh, getting. Maybe it's to feed its family. Maybe it's uh, too young to have a family. But it's 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 getting every. Everything it's collected and kind of, uh, uh, it's, it's slowing down. No, okay, I thought it had died there. We're actually, it's still, it's still going. It had just, uh, stopped for a breather. And that's fascinating. And speaking of family, I will not be seeing family this Christmas. Have not seen them in years. Anything else to add, Phil, while we still have you warm and alive on the scene? Yeah, your family misses you very much. They paid me a lot of money to get that message to you, and they do hope to hear from you soon. And that's our nightly news. And that's just how we start this thing. Wow, I love it! <laughs> Ian, that was a lot of energy coming off. Uh, <laughs> very beginning of the show. I, mm -hmm. I you know, no, where you're connecting with the viewers, all right? They that's like you. Right. Hello, viewers. Hello. I want you to know I'm here for you. Oh. That's why I showed up today. As much as I love Jeremiah, okay? And I do, more than he knows, more than anyone knows, more than my wife knows. This is going too far. The point is, is that I'm here for you. Think of what you want out of watching this, okay? That's what I want to deliver. That's my goal. Your goal is my goal. Guys, this might be the first time a guest has worn a tracksuit, so show him some love in the comments, show him some likes, all that stuff. It's my pal Ian Abramson. Welcome Ian Abramson to the show. Woo! Oh yes. Oh man. It's 
been a minute, my friend. It really has. Yeah. That wow. pandemic put a big stop on our relationship. <laughs> What's up yep, with that? Yeah, well, big big stop on a lot of things, you know. <sighs> uh, but uh, but I've been seeing you kill it, and I've seen you grow out this show, which has been amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. been so fun to see all the different fun, weird things you've been doing in here. A lot of a lot of weird, fun clips going out into the the clipiverse, the metaverse. Absolutely. Yeah, you know. In a hundred years, this will be the only thing I think that society is going to completely die and come back in a hundred years, and this will be the only cultural thing they find if this was the only podcast after a hundred years that like everything else got destroyed people would be so confused on <laughs> why why people are wearing wigs with each other why there's why there's a guy with a saxophone playing along with sexual stories oh man wow you can look at me you can look at me. okay great yeah you don't I have like to... i i'll be honest i have a monitor here so i can see myself and i pretend like i am the audience watching me and i because i have kind of an intense energy i'm worried about uh coming on too strong to them and so i i have a... Ian, it's oh, happening sorry. right now like the more you talk about it the more <sighs> like strong that you're coming on to mm -hmm, the audience mm -hmm. yeah, and understood. also when you were laughing and looking in the camera it felt patronizing to me <laughs> Uh huh. Because it didn't seem oh, genuine. Of course. Of because course. you weren't looking at me. Yes. I felt like you were like looking the camera like a wink, like this guy's bombing. Yeah, I understand. No, you know I've I mean? never seen you bomb. I've left the room when that happens. I'm just kidding. I've never seen you do bad. Well, I saw you st steal a couple times. <sighs> well, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This um, has been great. Oh, you were not done. Okay. No, no, no. Continue with your thought please no. No, no 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 you're the guest continue with whatever you were thinking i just want to make jeremiah watkins happy if i'm gonna say what i what is in my soul right now yeah. i just want you to be happy okay mm -hmm. that's a nice feeling it is yeah it is tell me what COVID was like for you uh a party did it even exist <laughs> <laughs> i mean what was it yeah fair enough um i actually you know what i actually really didn't mind it uh too much outside of you know the danger and you know people dying and all that stuff um it was <laughs> but we stayed inside we but didn't we stayed, see that you know i i took it as a opportunity to get very artsy and do some things that i had been wanting to do for a while yeah so i i leaned into it i leaned into you know give me covid cough in my mouth <laughs> i want to be where i can't go outside for a while you that know what does I mean? sound artsy yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 absolutely yeah a lot of artists have developed coughs over the years you know van gogh had a lot of sickness i get it i mean you should see the cough slides that i put together like like i mean i've got you don't if you if you want to see it please you, okay i would love to oh yeah that's good that's you that's that's all that's, me wow that's my insides that is so good i see mm -hmm. the esophagus is that mm -hmm. how you pronounce it uh-huh yeah i see the esophagus i it's nice i i don't know if those are those called nodules that you get from playing the sax uh, that's from singing too hard, but those oh, are nodules. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, from I, singing. Yeah, Understood. if you if you, uh, you get um you get those nodules, and you sometimes have to get them lasered off. It's very yeah. How do they get the? Do they put the laser down your throat? And we'll be right back after this. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Science, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Do you get this a lot? Because it looks natural to me. I'm sure you get tired of the question, is that a real mustache? I do get that question a lot, and the answer is yes, it is. So I I do, it's like people always want to know, is it real, does it look real? I'm gonna get really close to the camera so they can see it. Okay, well, okay. It go, it, Great, these so go. now you got like a kind of out of focus, because I'm perfectly in focus now, but when I was close, of course it's not in focus, yeah. so it's like the Sasquatch picture, is it real? Okay, that's all I needed to really know. Of course, yeah, is yours real? There's your answer. There's your answer. Yeah. Let the audience decide. Also, what year would you say that tracksuit's from? Because uh, the material reminds me of the year 1994. That is such a great guess. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like a, what is the wine expert called? The Samalal? Mm -hmm. The Samalas are like uh, people that are really I good. I think they're called Kamalas. Kamalas. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, we have a lot of Kamalas in my family that just like really appreciate the smell of wine. And I kind of developed a sense of smell with vintage clothing similarly. <gasps> yes. There is a very specific uh, sense of smell when you're going Goodwill shopping yes. or Salvation Army yes. or any of the thrift stores uh, that you hipsters might be hitting mm -hmm. uh, that I didn't originally get at the Goodwill. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. right. I, I love that. Sometimes I'll walk into a Salvation Army and I'll just be like, oh, this is a good year. This is a good, good collection of years. Yeah. 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 I uh, have been blazer shopping many a time yeah. at the Goodwills and Salvation Army. I used to be a blazer comic. Did you know that about me? I did not know that about you. I, I used to be a blazer comic. It, that, if somebody was roasting me, that would be a great roast of my my style on stage. Right. Yeah, that would be a very funny <laughs> way to be like, yeah. like, are you stuck in the 40s or the 80s? You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, when were you a blazer comic? Uh, first couple years. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. first couple years in comedy, I wore different blazers and I wore the one that I wore the most was a bright red late uh, blazer oh yeah, yeah yeah wow mm -hmm. what was the fabric like it was uh you know not like super am I thinking nice. velvet it, am I thinking no. plaid not va uh, plaid or velvet more like valet more like uh, like just kind of straight up suit material yeah yeah, yeah. love that yeah yeah. yeah 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 that's good and how would a Kamala describe the smell of that a little musty. That's great. You know, that's what just you a, want. Uh, a hint musty with mm -hmm. some axe. Yes, right. To, as if it, you can smell the different owners. Yes. You are not the second owner. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. I was definitely probably the fourth or fifth owner of yeah. that blazer. And uh, yeah. That's the beautiful thing about vintage thrift, etc. Oh, yeah. Do you think any of the clothing that you own is haunted? I definitely have a pair of pants that I'm afraid to put on really yes it just gives me kind of a spooky feeling mm. yeah i i don't have we talked about that is that why you asked that no that now that's spooky really yeah that i have this pair of pants and i've never asked that question to anybody before i'm i'm being completely serious i've never asked if if anybody uh, that i know has a piece of clothing that i think might be haunted wow that's the first time and do you, you ever, and you have a story 
Yeah, yeah. I have this pair of pants that like they they have that kind of woveny suit material. You know, it looks like uh, it definitely thrift store, definitely mm-hmm. thrift store. Mm-hmm. And pants smell very different than blazers, which smell very different than shirts. You know, yes. there's a, a, a blazer has an older must to it because the sweat has to really soak through to get there. Yeah. But a shirt, of course, you know, it's going to be more pungent, faster, right? Thinner material. Exactly. Right to the source. It Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And similarly, pants have their own kind of concoction of of scent. Yeah. Yeah. Because the butt is a very different area than the ankles. Now, what do you what sensation do you feel when you put these on? I so as soon as I put them on, I start thinking a lot about the Great Depression. And at first I thought it was because they looked like pants somebody would wear in the Great Depression. Sure, and you're like, OK, yeah, I'm kind of getting into character or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. I would be like at the computer and I just would have these intrusive thoughts about uh, how to feed my family. And I don't have kids. So I was I don't know where that was coming from. It was I did not want to believe this. You know, I I kept fighting off this feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually I had to give in and hit your wife. (laughs) (laughs) that's right it was the pants babe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm sorry (laughs) i don't know blame the pants blame the pants always yeah it's like the shining uh where i was just slowly losing it but it was with a pair of pants yeah Mm -hmm. Mm, that's a good short yeah absolutely yeah it would be a good pair of shorts if i cut the pants yeah or good pant yeah Mm -hmm. yeah good pant how come feature length films aren't called pants That's great. And TikTok should be called panties. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Right. Guys. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Come on. That should be the Oscar. Uh, those should be the Oscar categories. You know, you've got shorts. That's going to be the pants. clip that they play at our in memoriam. Is, is, are, are, are those bad jokes? Just... <laughs> yeah, it's going it's to be, be me saying, uh, yeah. and TikToks are panties. And yeah. then I go black and white. We'll add some. We'll add some dead people music and on that part. Dead people music, haunted yeah, yeah. music. Yeah, some haunted music. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. sad, like some strings or something of, yes. of us in memoriam. I love it. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But man, we're alive. We're well. It's a time to have a time, and a, and a pod to do a pod. A pod to do a pod. How did you decide to start this pod? Uh, you know, it was. In a time where people kept telling me that I needed to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a um, there was a window of time of, uh, years ago. And there's people who still continue to put out new podcasts all the time. But there was really a window where I feel like everybody was like, you got to have a podcast. Sure. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that's everybody has kind of found their own way with different social media stuff or live stuff whatever is fulfilling to them but uh it was at that time and it was um at a time when i was uh doing a lot of other people's podcasts and i i kept hearing that and then i started to think like what would i want to do what would i want to make mine different and i wanted mine to feel like way more riffy than other people's a little bit more weirder and i'm like i want to incorporate characters and wigs and music and different stuff like that so like kind of my own little variety show and i was like that's what i want to do Absolutely. Every time 
I catch a clip on social media, whoever your guest is, and you have very different types of guests. I really try. You do. I really try to have people from all uh, walks of comedy. And mm -hmm. then I try to sprinkle in some people who are not involved in comedy at all, just Love to that. spice it up a little bit here and yeah. there. Yeah. Can you give me some examples of, of that category of person? Yeah. Uh, I recently had a, a, a over, I mean, they're still in the entertainment industry yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. a recent one that i had um was a voiceover actor um such a great idea yeah yeah uh, he voices um uh, a video game called death loop like he is oh, the lead guy yeah. in death loop yeah. wow that's have cool you, have you heard of that video game? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah 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 i i i like that i loved video games growing up and oh, i yeah. tried to what were your games growing up oh man um <laughs> and what console I was I was usually a Nintendo guy. Yes. Yeah. I not not strictly, but uh, usually. Right. And I was always at least one generation behind. You know, like yeah, yeah, when yeah, Super yeah. Nintendo came out, that's when I got an NES. Gotcha. You know, and there was like one video store that still rented NES games. What was the name of that place? Do you remember? It was family owned. I do not. I I remember like if I if I was a good artist I could draw it perfectly but I do not remember I remember it had one of those adult sections yes. you know where it's like I go back there and I remember standing there and being like how much trouble would I get if I just went in and looked how much trouble how and much? I had never seen pornography of any kind I was sure. very young sure but of course you're curious of course yeah it's Pandora's yeah. box there's a curtain and a dude with a ponytail behind the the curtain exactly you get it yeah. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these NES games, though, um, at school and stuff, you know, everybody loved talking about Mario, but they had all these weird deep cut NES games that they had the Goonies 2 on NES. That is a super deep cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, what? There's a sequel to the Goonies in video game form? Yeah. And I was so excited to see the story. But I mean... A story in an NES game is no death loop, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. A little bit more limited. Little bit. Little bit more slightly. Uh yeah, mine uh local place we went to was called Movie Gallery. Oh um, that yeah. is a classy name. Yeah, yeah. And it had a cow. Uh movie gallery, you know. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And love uh, it. there was an adult section for sure there. Yeah. But we went between movie gallery and blockbuster back in the day. Totally. We also yeah, we definitely had a blockbuster and that was like, oh, if you want the But that but then that's why when I was in this other place that I can't even remember the name of, I uh, that's why I would gravitate towards the deep cut stuff. Sure. You know? Oh yeah. There was this video game called uh, Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. Uh, and the only reason I know about it is because they just had it. And that title, I was like, yeah, I want to know what this is. Yeah, what is this? You are Sir Cucumber trying to rescue Princess Tomato. And it's like really simple. Like I, you like, oh, go north and like, oh, pick up this thing. Like very, very simple. Um, not a great game. I have revisited it as an adult. And doesn't it, hold up. Gotta say, <laughs> gotta say, Goonies Two is a better game. Okay. Yeah, empirically. Uh, there was a uh, game. Uh, I think it was called Super Noah's Ark or something like that. Oh my God! Tell me everything. You had to go and collect the animals. <laughs> two by two. Two by two. You have to go and find different animals and get them back to the ark before the big flood. <laughs> This was an actual video game that I played as a kid. 
Wow. Yeah. Was there a sense of like morality? Was because like there probably was sprinkled in. I don't remember that too much. Yeah. I was just so stoked that there was something remotely cool that had to do with the Bible and video game form. Do you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Dude. I was so freaking hyped on it. <laughs> like I'm like, this is awesome. Like the stories that they've been like telling us so often. Like now there's a video game of they it. They made a video game of it. Yeah. Which came first, the video game or the Bible? <laughs> to be fair, if in Jesus's day he turned water into wine and then you showed the same crowd that video game mm -hmm. they would be their minds would be blown equally oh of course yeah of course absolutely yeah the digital pixels and all that stuff going on I, that, if anything that would start making them cry electricity because they understand water and wine they wouldn't understand what a television is what a video game is i think that would be considered like if it was side by side jesus was turning water into wine and then somebody else was like but i have a video game <laughs> they would kill that person immediately because they're like blasphemy he, he just changed water into wine and this devil box and you're projecting <laughs> fire inside of is scaring the children. Uh, can I can I share with you uh, something that keeps me up at night? I would love it. Um, in heaven, okay, I assume that they have iPhones or something like that, right? Because iPhones are nice and you don't really need an iPhone, but if you're used to an iPhone, you probably have one in heaven. But have you always had an iPhone in heaven? Like, I, like, did iPhones only start popping up in heaven once iPhones existed here? Time, I assume, works pretty differently in heaven, whatever that is, you yeah. know? So, like, have I, like, what did Moses die and was like, whoa, what is this, you know? Can I play Mario 3 with Moses? Oh, that's interesting. Right? Do you think everybody has their own personal heavens? Oh, I like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because yeah. Because it would be so hard. It would be pretty interesting. Let's say we go to heaven someday. Love it. And then we're playing video games with George Washington or something like that. Oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Here's my question to you, Jeremiah. Okay. Um, you're playing. Are you a Super Smash guy at all? I love it. What's your favorite Super Smash game? Um, probably the original in 64. Same! It's hard to beat. And it I played is. a lot of, I played of the course. GameCube versions. I played the Nintendo Switch versions. And I love the versions. other versions, for They're sure. They're very good. But yeah. there's something about uh, the way that the, um, even the way that the buttons respond and everything, mm -hmm. that I really like just the original. And it's not overly saturated with the characters where right. you feel like, I got to make a choice and right. it's not going to be the wrong choice. Right. With, Sometimes there's too many options for me is what I'm trying to say. For sure. Like when the Marvel vs. Capcom like 30 came out or whatever, yeah. I'm like, this is too much for me to even choose. Right. Yeah. And what sucks is when you were at an arcade, there was a timer to pick. Yeah. So I would be so stressed. Like, I want to I, I I know who these characters are, but I need to pick Quack. You know? Oh, yeah. Okay. My question. Sense of urgency. You're playing. Yes. You're, you're in heaven. You're dead. You've had a great life and you're very happy. The first couple weeks are kind of getting acclimated to whatever heaven is. You're whatever your heaven is. Okay. But then you get enough time to sit down and play the original Super Smash Brothers. Who are the three people that have died that you play with? Wow. Right. The three people. And tell me who they, they in, pick. In who all, do they play in as? all of history. Yeah. That's a really good question. Right? Who would I play with in all of history? Right? You said George Washington, and I immediately was like, whoa, that's fantastic. He strikes me as a Captain Falcon kind of guy. <laughs> you know? Oh. Like a big like a big punch kind of regal. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 
so I would want to play my top three people of all history of all time. I think I might want to. Well, he's not in heaven. Never mind. <laughs> I love that I don't know who you're talking about. You, <laughs> you could be thinking of Hitler. You could be thinking of my stepdad. You could be thinking like, the, like the, the, the range of who you could be thinking of is quite large. It's very large. That's so funny. I thought first that I would want to play somebody like Hitler because, <laughs> because the satisfaction of beating somebody that evil at a video game would be such a great feeling yes um but he's not there so we got to go i right. would like to play gandhi uh oh uh, as as one of them because i would like to see if i could upset gandhi a little bit even though it's heaven <laughs> i want to see if there really was a temper or something yeah um so would that would be, the, be an who, interesting one what character in the original super smash brothers is best at like just avoiding the fight kirby comes to mind Kirby's up there. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Ness would be interesting, but I feel like Gandhi would be more of a straightforward pacifist. Yeah. Um, it could be... Jigglypuff's not into the later ones, right? No, J Jigglypuff was in the, original? the first character you would unlock in Super Smash Brothers. I think he might be a Jigglypuff. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because it's like... like by choosing Jigglypuff, you're saying, I'm not looking for a fight. Right. Yeah. You're like, like yeah. you're not worried about me and you don't have you're to You're not be. striking first. Right. It's not a Cobra Kai situation with Jigglypuff. <laughs> that's, that's not Yeah, happening. Gandhi and Jigglypuff, not a Cobra Kai situation. No, no, no. Gandhi would not sign up. He would be Miyagi-Do for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new astrological signs, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It, how there's like a Aquarius rising and all that. It's yeah. like who's the historical figure? What's yeah. their main and what's their strategy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Uh, Martin Luther King. What, what do you think his deal would be playing Super Smash Brothers? Ooh, what character yeah. he would play? Yeah. Hmm. I think there's no black people in Super Smash Brothers, are there? Uh, I think he might be. Uh, like uh from metroid um, oh yeah samus samus yeah samus. that yeah, absolutely i see it you yeah. do that one right strong but also but like, knows like how to hey. reserve the power yes. and then yes you know yeah charges up and mm -hmm. is like i'm blinking yep hey i'm blinking yeah i'm blinking over here right you know yeah that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah love that yeah what about you oh man people that come to mind I would be curious to throw somebody like Napoleon in there. Somebody with like a really strategic mind. I would also want somebody like a, a Bruce Lee where it just like, oh, you know, uh, dude, Mike Tyson would be fun to play. Oh, my God. He'd be fun. Oh, Michael Jordan. Oh, I would love to play Michael Jordan. Oh my God, he's, he's alive! I got us. Somebody needs to have him on something and get him to do play. You know Super how Smash. fascinating that would be it to watch so Michael would. Jordan play video games against somebody. Oh my God, that would be such a fascinating he probably documentary. Wouldn't agree to it because he's so competitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he he's would like, need like, uh, like, give me six months. Yeah. <laughs> 
let me let me learn whatever this thing is. I, mean, right. I don't think that he would blindly compete. I really don't think that he'd blindly Man, compete. That is fascinating. Especially after watching The Last Dance and watching like yeah. really like yeah. his psychology with how good right. he has to be with stuff. Right. But that would be such a fun time to play against somebody like that. Everybody loves to talk who's who's better in a hypothetical world, who's better LeBron or Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, just give them Super Smash Brothers because they're going to have all of the uh, drive and competitiveness, but also like they know it's not basketball. They're not Dude, like ruining their legacy. That's you know? a series right there. Right. Oh, my wow. goodness. Wow. What if you got like the the biggest names from each sport? You got Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Tiger Woods. You know, like just <laughs> that would be insane. I think people would definitely tune into that. I would every time. How, I'm not a big sports guy. How do we pitch this? <laughs> I think we are right now. If right anybody's now. watching, I think Netflix is watching right now. <laughs> I think everybody's tuning in to the show. I uh, what video? Tell tell me your video game history. Um, I was a, a Contra kid growing up with NES. Ooh, yeah, I loved, yeah, yeah. loved Contra. Great game. Yeah. Uh, I also um, Zelda. Um, yeah. Also, uh, of course, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. All of them. Even um, the ones that are not great. I just I know, loved I them. I still love them. Loved Have you played them. the Super Pack that they just uh, released? No, I've heard it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. I need to. I'm thinking about buying it. I haven't bought an actual game in so long, but yeah. it's like 40 or 50 bucks for like like right. the anthology like yeah all of them. yeah yeah i might get it for playstation oh that's so great yeah it is it's funny to hear kids these days complain about video games yeah because i grew up playing princess tomato in the salad kingdom like a bad video game now is so far and beyond oh yeah yeah i used to play this one game um that was it was like uh joe and uh it's like a caveman game with dinosaurs and stuff like that. Joe and Mac? Maybe. Maybe. That's that's what's coming into my head. It might have been Joe and Mac. Right. It might have been. I don't know. Yeah, I used to play that. I can think of what you're saying. You throw bones or yes. something? Right? Yes. Yeah. You club women? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, video I, games. I think there was literally one scene where you hit a woman <laughs> oh and then you drag them or something. <laughs> oh, my God. You could do... You could do uh, uh, very detailed, in-depth documentary on like the the history of uh, domestic abuse in video games. You know, from Joe and Mac to Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. You yep. see, like yeah. that would be interesting. I mean, well, that took it to a whole new sport. <laughs> Where it's like, wait, this isn't even a mission. I just get to do this. <laughs> Finally, I get to release some of my demons. <laughs> Yeah, and just for the record, Jeremiah and I do not approve of that, but no. we do have to acknowledge that that is a real thing in video game history. It's, it's not true. our fault. Uh, shifting gears slightly, please, Ian. please. Um, the way that I met you, I'm trying to think of the first time we met. I was more hearing about you. Same about you. Before we cross paths. Right. And I believe a couple different people said, you're going to like this guy. <laughs> Just on my sense of humor and stuff like that. And uh, and I started seeing you around the scene uh, in Los Angeles. And you did this show for years. It was a really great show called uh, Seven Minutes in Purgatory. I did, yes. And you started taking it to different festivals and stuff like that. And um, 
hopefully I'm not uh, butchering the concept here. The pitch Please. is basically uh, comedians are in kind of like an isolated room where they're wearing uh, noise canceling kind of headphones mm-hmm. where they are performing um, alone in a room and on a, in a different room. Mm-hmm video you're performing for a camera mm-hmm. as the comedian in a different room there's a live audience that is watching you perform with no laughter mm-hmm. and you're just performing for the camera mm-hmm. and it's basically seeing who completely has a meltdown <laughs> under pressure yes it's you know i consider stand up on the spot a nightmare for a lot of comics <laughs> this is a also a nightmare show for a lot of comics We've both done both, so I think we can attest yeah. that, uh, yeah, those those are both different they're, nightmares. They're just very hard to do, and if you're not willing to go with a concept, then mm-hmm. you're going to go really against the grain in those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And in both, the audiences enjoy watching you squirm. That's part of the joy. That's part of the fun. Right. It's, it's what they've shown up for, and they get it. They're not against you, but they're. it's fun to watch somebody do that. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I did a bit with Brent Weinbach <laughs> on yes. one of them. Yeah, yeah. I remember this very vividly. I'm excited to hear you describe it. No, I, w- I kind of want to hear your <laughs> your memory of this. Okay. Uh, Brent Weinbach, incredibly funny, very creative. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm I'm giving away a bit of a secret of how this was done, but that's fine at this point. Brent Weinbach was doing material to the camera. I am now looking at the camera because I've, I've done this with purgatory so much. It's natural for me to just like talk to a camera. It's actually a great skill to have because a lot of people get very camera shy where they, they for whatever reason, they don't want to look down the barrel of the lens. Right. But it's a skill. But uh, continue. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent Weinbach is doing very funny material and he's kind of like he starts very subtly rubbing his pants where at first you're like does he realize he's doing that? And then it is so much that you're like, wait, he's doing something with that. And I don't even remember how he gets to the next beat, but he basically starts unbuttoning his pants and he walks off frame for just half a second. And then a, a, uh, what seems like it would be Jared, this is what we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Just making sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. what would seem like it's Brent Weinbach's legs, just like a fully nude from like uh, what, like your stomach down, uh, but it's Jeremiah Watkins with uh, everything tucked back. <laughs> so it just seems like Brent Weinbach walks off and then is fully nude. And keep in mind that the audience is watching this live and it's projected. That means that Jeremiah's pelvic area where the whole you're in when you see that you're immediately it's like it makes your imagination immediately go to what is the review what what does the the rear view look like you know like you're like what what's back there there's like a mystery to it yeah because you're looking at it and you're like i don't know what's tucked in it's like a gift that that's waiting to be opened and i <laughs> so like it, it, this is like 10 feet tall at least you know because it's, it's projected onto the wall <laughs> yeah. and nobody knew that was coming and because brent weinbach was alone in a room except for jeremiah waiting to do this it was so well done from both of you so funny so behind the scenes <laughs> yeah 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 give us the behind the scenes of uh 
of me and Brent before this bit. <laughs> he comes up to me. He's like, um, Jeremiah, <laughs> uh, would you be uh, comfortable showing your pubic hair on camera? <laughs> and I go, yeah, what's what's the bit? <laughs> <laughs> leading leading with like a like a casual like i'm not morally opposed but i do need a little more I information need a slight context for the bit <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then he, he spells it out for me i'm like oh that's hilarious yeah i'll definitely do that yeah, yeah. and and because brent had on the noise canceling headphones he can't hear the response that this gets I'm not wearing headphones, okay? Right. So when the camera, he basically goes up, and I think the bit was like he he was messing oh, with the camera. Right, right. So yes. It, so basically, he has the camera fall for a second. Right. And then when he puts it back up, that's what they saw. Yes. So when he pushes it, tilts it back up after he fumbles with the camera. Yeah. It's just me, Buffalo Bill style. <laughs> Goodbye, horses. Yeah, yeah, dude. Completely tucked. And the response it got was so loud. This is like three or four down uh, rooms down in the venue. Yeah. I could hear the shrieks and laughs from all the way down it was cool. the way. It was a fun so, moment. So cool. It was a fun moment. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. Huh, that takes me back. Yeah. I wasn't in the room for that because I I because the like I would introduce the comic and leave the room so that whatever they wanted to do they could do and I wasn't influencing it. They like if I wasn't laughing and giving them anything was the idea. Sure. So then I would go back to the room and watch as much of it as I could. And seeing something it, yeah it was just one of those like just watching somebody hit like three home runs in a row and it's like don't you have to run the bases first you know like it was it was so fun absolute crush that was, was that in austin or where was that when we did that show that was out of town somewhere it was there was like was a year and tulsa? a half where it could have been in tulsa it might have been in san francisco at sketchfest is that possible i don't think it was there no. I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was Tulsa. It we definitely did Tulsa. it in Tulsa. It might have been Tulsa. We definitely did it in Tulsa. Hey, there was a, like a blue whale. Yeah, I think that's where yeah. it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, um, the there was like a year and a half because you you were part of the goddamn comedy jam, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that. So we were both. that and roast battle. Yes, yes, were basically you our shows were hitting festivals at the exact same time right so we kept running into each other and basically slowly becoming better and better friends Absolutely. by getting to know each other yeah and being on the same lineups and different right. stuff like that and then and excited to put each other on lineups exactly oh i remember we also had you i think in at moon tower maybe I think so. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I remember. Did a set. I re definitely remember a set of yours at Moon Tower. Yeah, I think that was the first time I saw your Kings of Leon impression. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was already in love with you, and I was like, th that was the sort of thing where I was like jealous, you know, where I was just like, ah, oh, he's so good, I love it. Just pulling oh, that out you. of his back pocket, you know. Somebody pulls out a sax, and you're like, okay, that's probably all they can do, and then you just are like. <laughs> with everything <clears throat> it was excellent well that's kind of you to say <laughs> that's kind of you to say back on friends complimenting friends Jeremiah <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonders uh but yeah dude i've always appreciated uh your comedy and one of the things that people should check out if they have not seen this yet 
um, is your Conan set. It's one of my favorite sets that uh, I've ever seen in Late Night. Uh, it just is unique. It's you, and I just love it. And uh, without giving too much away, this is what the hook will be for you guys to go watch it. You'll definitely want to see this after <laughs> I say this. Uh, he gives an audience member a remote control, and that remote control is linked to a shock collar. And when they don't think a joke is funny, they get to shock him. And they let this air on television. And it's beautiful. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Yeah, thank you. That's so kind of you to say. I feel like we we have spirit. We, we are very different comedians, but spiritually we are very linked. You yes. Know? And I... I like you said, like we started hearing about each other because when mutual friends would see either of us, we'd be like, oh, you you would love this right. other person. So my memory, I, I think I might remember the first time I met you because I remember kind of like being on the lookout to say hi. Okay. And I remember both of us like going out with our hands extended like, hi, I've been wanting to, to say hi. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Do you remember... Um, we did this bit. It was at a festival with the doors, the entrances and oh, exits. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what the premise was of this bit, but basically you and I kept interrupting each other's sets <laughs> because we were we were back to back. Right. We were back to back in the lineup and there was it was a set piece that had doors on it and we we talked about it and uh uh oh, wow this is like taking me back oh my I goodness I yeah i don't remember where it was though that's a beautiful thing about comedy though is like i totally remember the essence i remember like like uh <laughs> entering doors exiting doors this like chaos yeah. i don't remember what the I bit think was. It was something about your time machine bit or oh, something oh oh yes because i do and so like you kind of became part of I that became rotation part of that rotation oh that's so fun where i came out on stage as you for a little while yes <laughs> And then I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then during my set to call back to it, I went out the door and you came back out as me, I believe. That's what we did for the bit. Yes. Oh, yeah. man. That, I mean, I don't know. That's what I love about comedy is that that kind of thing is even possible. Well, that's what I like about you two with comedy is, is that. A lot of people are not willing to alter their sets at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're very like, no, I've got my material and that's what I'm doing. Right. But I think we're both guys who are about what's funniest for the show. Mm -hmm. What is funniest for the show? Not just my set. If this accents and helps other comedians sets, I literally had a breakdown on the audience last night at a show that I did at freaking Flappers. The yeah. crowd was horrible. <laughs> and I was like, uh, put down your forks for a second and start clapping to get some energy in here. Yeah. I said, I'll be the sacrificial lamb for this for this <laughs> show if I need to be, if so it can be better for every comic after me. Yeah. Because the host just didn't do their job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's hard. You know? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you, it's you, tough. You, bom you bomb by association sometimes. Like yeah, it was host, then and me, you and kinda, I'm like, you kind of have to get up there and just like repeat you everything pick together. It up. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I that is that Brody Stevens had that perfected. Do you know what I mean? It Whatever was, show, as yes. soon as he started speaking, he was everybody in the venue knew that this was happening in this moment, and he had material, but it was always like just part of what he was doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, I probably watched Brody more at the comedy store. 
I had probably seen more Brody sets than any other comic. Him and next to him would probably be Don Barris at some point. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. then Bobby Lee. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, know. right. I get it. Yeah. I yeah. totally understand all yeah. of those choices. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, you're just getting something truly different every time. Sure. And when you, we see so much comedy that I. We would end up seeing the same sets a lot. Of so course. seeing people like that is so unique. And it's refreshing when people are truly present and being themselves. You're like, ah, this is nice. Right. Yeah. Right. Something that's not contrived, something that doesn't feel like autopilot jokes. Absolutely. Bobby Lee has this skill to feel like you don't know if what he's saying is material or a riff. It's insane. <laughs> because it's so it's intentionally truly, erratic and all over the place and wild, you know? It's a skill set that's truly insane. I've seen yeah. him do the same material so many times right. and he makes it look new. It's bizarre. Every time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He yeah. and he he brings in the audience so that even when he's doing the same material, the fact that the person that's in the front row that night is connected to it. Sure. It, whether in a big way or the tiniest of ways, it feels a little different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I didn't mean to act like I'm a Kamala of comedy or something, but I I No, it's you know it's fine. I just get excited because we haven't seen each other in a while. I know. Mm-hmm. Talking a little shop shop. Yeah, little shop. Hey, you wanna put on that wig underneath the uh I would love to put on this wig. Wig It's been a while, yeah, it's been a while. Mm. I just want to say, uh, I know we've we've had some. Uh, we haven't always seen eye to eye, Nelson. But I just want to say that while I am sorry, I do not regret my actions. You know, I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's weird that you would come out of the woodwork to say that. Um, you know, you you're kind of owning up to something, but you're kind of not at the same time. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And. Um, you you did sleep with my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To be fair, it was my idea. It doesn't make the apology or whatever this is any better. I thought it was about taking ownership. You know, uh, yeah. At at this Volvo dealership, that is, you know, what we do. It says right there on the wall, take ownership. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you are our lead mechanic here. Thank you. Um, and you've done a good job, but, uh... That's what your wife said, yeah. I might still have to let you go. Are you serious right now? Yeah, I know you're one of our top performing, you know, um, occupants of, uh, Volvo. But, um, I just think that, you know, you sleeping with my wife kind of interferes with uh, my personal connection with you. We've known each other for months, and you're gonna let that come between us? Well, that's the thing. The key word here is, is months. Uh, it's really not that long in the grand scheme of things, so it's a little troubling that, uh, you know, you, uh, the expression, wow. you know, don't let uh, the foxes in the hen house. Uh, I kind of feel like you might have been doing this with other customers. We're getting complaints. Yeah, uh, yeah I was. That, uh, you know, they're bringing their Volvos back, mm-hmm. uh, saying that uh, you 
Also, after the, we tried to close the deal, I uh, went over to their house because you have their address. You knock mm-hmm. on the door with um, Cabernet yeah. and some strawberries and They whatnot. just bought a car. Who doesn't want to celebrate? I mean, and you know, and the thing is that's troubling is some of these women, they took you up on this offer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but did. some of them were very offended and freaked out. Really? So, yeah, yeah. So it's kind Didn't of- tell me. Uh, it's kind of a thing. Didn't tell me. Yeah. That's uh, that's upsetting. I'll tell you what. Why don't why don't we do this? Okay. Why don't uh, why don't we just like say I get it now. Water under the bridge, and uh, I don't sleep with customers anymore. And we can work out whatever's going on with your wife after. Uh, how about uh, you don't bring up my wife's name in your mouth anymore? Okay. Um, okay. And yeah. that's somewhere to start. Okay. Okay. I'm 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 listening. And you're a, t- a very talented mechanic, so Thank I, you. I think we can work through this if you stop with the customers as well. Is that something that we can uh, maybe agree upon? Yeah. So don't say your wife's name and don't sleep with the customers. But I can say the customer's name and I can sleep with your wife. I don't think you're exactly following everything that I'm picking up here. Look, okay. I'm more of a mechanic guy. You got to put it in terms of cars, okay? okay Volvo the, okay. comes in. What's wrong with it? If I'm, if my working relationship at this dealership is this Volvo, help me understand what's wrong with it. Okay. Um, I let's say uh, the Volvo is a vagina. Okay. I don't want uh-huh. you inside my wife's vulva. Okay. Uh, now you recently uh, tried to put your dipstick in her oil, and when you uh, put your dipstick in there. Uh, she said that you did not uh, check it properly, and she might have uh, an oil spill. She mm. might have missed her um, oil change. You had sex with my wife, and she might be pregnant. I don't know if that's a congratulations to you or me. Well, it's not my child. Oh my God. So you're saying congratulations to me. Does this make us family? We're not related whatsoever by blood. Um, I don't know the term. Uh, it's the opposite. Well, I guess te- te- technically you're my... Wouldn't es- you be like my stephusband? You would be an Eskimo brother even though I did not want you to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see an unwanted Eskimo brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... Uh, I, I think I get it now. Okay, so... That Volvo comes in. I get it. The Volvo's a vagina. Volva. I see what you're what you're laying out here. Your wife is definitely pregnant. Uh, kid on the way. Sounds like it's mine. I don't know. I mean, could be guy number three. No. I'm praying there's no guy number three. I'm glad to hear you're religious. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So I guess then the move is. I move in and uh, watch you guys take care of the kid, huh? That's not the future I see for myself. Well, I'm sorry to see you go, but your wife and I are going to be very happy. Okay, here's my resignation. Thank you very much. You're the boss of this company now. Oh my god. Everything you've ever wanted has come true. I just want to, that, that's the improv that we should always do on stage. The out is just. <sighs> that's, that's how we say in scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, very that's fun. the new age. <sighs> <sighs> well, back to, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, Ian, mm-hmm. I would like to close it out 
the final segment that's called Sax Talk. This is my impression of a uh, of a masochist uh, drinking some water. Okay, boy, I need a drink. <laughs> so it didn't work how I wanted it to. <laughs> I was trying to set up a magic trick that really messed up there. Uh, so instead, I just spilled water on myself and choked on Jeremiah's podcast. So let's move on to sax talk. I think that we should show the bit like in its full glory. So here we go. This is actually Ian doing the bit properly. Okay. <clears throat> It's too wet. <laughs> I got this far out. Next time, I will come with a better uh, device. Seamless. Thank you. <laughs> I don't, I'm excited to see what that becomes. Apologies to your editor. The name was Gage. Mm-hmm. Gage, I just want to say thank you. You are the hero of the industry. Uh, I've seen your work. And nobody takes time to thank editors. So I just would like to, while I have your attention, um, I'm not expecting you to use this. Uh, I'm, it's fine if you do, but I, I wouldn't. But Gage, just from me, Ian Abramson, to you, Gage, thank you. Everybody thank Gage in the comments. Absolutely. Now, Ian is going to share a story of a sexual encounter. I'm going to play some sweet, sweet sax along with it. Mm -hmm. Whenever you are ready, my friend. Oh. I was a freshman in college. And I remember the date. It was the 5th of November. I remember this because we were watching V for Vendetta, whose plot revolves around the 5th of November. There's a little poem in that movie. Remember, remember the 5th of November. And I do. I remember it vividly because that's the day I lost my virginity. I saw that movie with all those smiling white masks and I thought, hmm, it's time. Sure, I don't know how I feel about uh, my virginity, my sexuality, or anything, but I, that part of your brain that just controls what you do and what you want, it was alive and well that night. And in the same way, V from that movie wanted to show society that there was a better way by basically committing domestic terrorism. I thought to myself, tonight's the night. And so I remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. That's what I call losing my virginity.
Ian, you okay over there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that I got to come on. I've heard so much about this show and Gage. And I love the little, the little community you've built. <laughs> Ian, it's, it's okay, man. You, you, did, you did good, dude. You did good, man. You really, you did good. You don't need to, you really don't need to. Is there anything you want to plug before you, you go or anything? Yeah, please watch this podcast. No, no, they already saw the podcast. You can plug something else. Okay. Uh, last episode was really good too. You could watch that if you want. Um, also, I do a monthly show called Protected Under Parody at the Alamo Drafthouse in downtown LA where we parody two movies, one chosen by the audience and one chosen by a special guest, and there's lots of crazy stuff that happens in it, and you should come. Uh, okay. Um, check out Ian's show, and uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, buddy. Thank you for having me. Love you, love you guys. B- love bye. You. Bye, Gage. That's a wrap. Woo!